0: That sometimes your life or those of a loved one are complicated and out of control? You're not alone. Welcome to In the Ring with Mia, featuring five time world and international boxing champion Mia St. John. Mia and her guests will share stories and invite open discussions about topics that need to be discussed. You'll be empowered to find help or be help. Now, here's your host, Mia St. John. Welcome back.
1: In the ring and on stage with Mia and Paris St. John, I have a little confession to make though. Mia is not back with us. she I cannot say the same for her. She's actually on a plane right now. And while we advocate that you can have a voice anywhere, you cannot get Wi-Fi from the plane, although I do highly recommend that we look into that for her next show, On the Plane with Mia St. John. But until then, I am the one that's here with you guys, you are here, and it actually works out this way because today's episode will is titled and will be about Black Lives Matter plus All Lives Matter. I want to take a moment though to congratulate my mom for taking a break as she very much needed it. Woo, go my mom, go mom. She's taking time for herself. She went away on a trip, and she really needed it in all aspects. And that brings me to the first point I want to make before we get into the real subject matter today, which, like I said, is Black Lives Matter. But something that takes precedence before talking about anything is talking about mental health. First comes mental health. Even in the midst of a tragedy, you always want to make sure that you yourself are okay. You want to be okay within yourself, that you're taken care of. It's not only something that you're going to need to do, but something you're going to want to do. You're going to want to make sure that you're able to take a breath, you're gonna to wanna to be able to calm your mind. And before I continue, let me reassure the importance of this, not just in general tragedy, but in the specific times of what we're going through. Some might call this a tragedy in these overwhelming times at the very least something that you feel like is out of your control. So let's continue of what you're going to not only need to do, but want to do. You're going to want to know how to be able to take breaths, to calm your mind, to soothe yourself. You're going to want to be connected to your body. You're going to want to take care of your physical needs. You're going to want to take care of your emotional needs. You're going to want to know how you're feeling so that you're not suppressing them. You're going to want to be connected to your superpowers and your strengths. But you're also going to want to be connected to your vulnerability so that you can connect with others in their vulnerabilities. You're going to not want to stop doing what you love and what makes you you. You're going to want to stay connected to you not just your physical needs, your emotional needs, but to your personal needs, you're going to want to, and I'm going to say you're going to have to do those things that you might think you can't do, that that you might think are too crazy to do, but you are craving to do. Like taking that hike, like my mom was doing in the last couple of days. She took a trip to Nevada and that's what I mean. She really was f- filling her own cup. She was hiking in the red rocks and exercising and taking care of all of her needs. You're going to want to take that hike, get to the top of the mountain, maybe so you can just scream or meditate or throw rocks, or be creative and bring some rocks home and paint them. You're going to want to jump into the ocean, maybe, if that's what is calling you. You're going to want to dance on the beach, put your feet in the sand, pray to the big, vast, endless, open sea. You're going to want to go out into the world and experience everything that's in it. Maybe that entails you crying whenever you need to. Maybe you want and need to sing. Maybe you're going to want to share that post that is close to your heart, that gives a voice to exactly how you're feeling. Maybe you're gonna wanna go and protest and march through your town Maybe the opposite, maybe you're, you need to take a vow of silence or the <laughs> balancing that, maybe you're going to need to have those difficult conversations with that person that you've been needing to have. Or one step further, maybe you're going to need to say everything you want to say, get out your aggression, your anger, and then not send it and maybe... Burn it. So the point is, is that there are many steps to take for your mental health. And if mental health is still a term that doesn't resonate with you, let me offer you synonyms. How about your well-being? Maybe your sanity. Does that ring a bell to you? Is that important to you? How about just your state on the inside? Can you take care of your state on the inside before you take care of the state of the world? And the best way I like to explain mental health is your, simply your quality of life. The quality of your mind is the quality of your life. So let's continue to add to these steps of great mental health throughout your life, even amidst a tragedy or hard times, trying times, demanding times, well, I demand that you take care of yourself first. I wanna interest you in a little bit of ASMR, which I've been really getting into, that's been really healing during these times. I'm going to open the sliding glass door To let in the sound of the waterfall as I continue to take you down what mental health looks like in a very healing and ASMR type exercise. So give me one second and take this as a time to get a refreshing drink and get more comfortable. And now I'm taking you from outside the ring and off the stage and onto my couch that is, that has, that's overlooking the backyard. On the couch is more realistic. <laughs> what you're going to want to do essentially for your mental health, this is what it is. Listen to me. You're going to want to create a protective space around you, right? That's essentially mental health, is creating a protective space around you as you walk through life in any situation, under any circumstance. This space is yours. It belongs to you and perhaps only you. You feel free here. Free, free of judgment. Free from overwhelm. You are protected from judgment and external circumstances. Anything from the outside. Here, you can breathe and feel safe. You can take time to think freely here or not think at all. All emotions are accepted here. You can feel freely. You can let your feelings flow naturally as they were meant to. You can express yourself here however you would like. You can be and do anything you want. The only limits here, the only limits are actually for your love. The only, let me explain. The only limit is to not emotionally or physically hurt someone else or yourself. But that only increases and assures more love in your life than other people's lives. So, as long as you're not emotionally or physically hurting someone else, you can take up as much space and room in this personal space that you've created for yourself around you and in your life. Take up as much space as you want or take up none of it. Here you can be as big or small as you want to be, as seen or unseen as you want to be. You can be you and you can feel loved. The analogy that I really want to add to this that helps me, something I heard a long time ago but I can't reference, and that is to imagine yourself under the surface of water. Underneath the water, you can't hear anything. You're just flowing and floating in this space. It's just peace. You are completely suspended from the outside world You don't have the attachment to the outside world. This is your very own personal space and protective bubble. So I want to invite you into this space whenever you feel like you need to, especially during these times. And that, my friend, is mental health in a nutshell. Please hashtag and focus on mental health matters during these times. And when we get back, we'll talk about something else that matters, Black Lives
0: We'd like to thank you for listening to In the Ring with Mia. When not on set, she's busy helping the less fortunate through the Mia St. John Foundation. And now Mia could use your help more than ever by visiting her at her website, miastjohnfoundation.org and making a donation. You help create a safe place for those suffering from mental illness, homelessness, and addiction. So don't delay. Visit miastjohnfoundation.org today and help us make changes in the lives of those who
2: need it the most. In my career as a professional boxer, I've knocked out many opponents in the ring. Now I need your help to knock out my toughest opponent yet, the stigma surrounding mental illness. I'm on a personal mission to help people understand that with the right kind of support, individuals with mental health conditions can live productive lives. And that's why I serve as a board member for Step Up, a national nonprofit organization headquartered in Santa Monica, California, that is helping save the lives of young adults and others with serious mental health conditions across the country step up also works to end homelessness for this group of individuals i urge you to go to their website at www.stepuponsecond.org and get involved in the fight today together you and i can knock out stigma once and for all Okay, so let me talk to you
3: for a moment about my favorite cosmetic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin in Beverly Hills. Because anyone that knows me knows how important my teeth are, especially having boxed for over 20 years. Have you ever wondered how your favorite stars have such flawless smiles? Have you ever seen a star with a noticeably fake smile? The difference between the two is the cosmetic dentist they chose. Dr. Lawrence Rifkin has been a dentist to the stars in the heart of Beverly Hills for the past 30 years. His patients are... Are the elite of all industries and have a discerning eye for quality. So, if you're looking for a Hollywood smile makeover that looks so natural you can keep it a secret, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin is the cosmetic dentist you should consult with. His experience as a pioneer in smile makeovers along with him also being a professional sculptor has made him a leader in creating beautiful smiles as well as all your dental needs from the simplest to the most complex. Please don't wait and visit DrLawrenceRifkin.com or call 310-273-0200
0: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you are listening to in the ring with mia to reach mia st john or her guest on today's show call in with questions or comments to 1-866-472-5788 that's one 866 472 472-5788. You may also send an email to Mia St. John blog at gmail.com. Now let's get back in the ring. Welcome
1: back. If you're just tuning in starting now, we talked about mental health matters. And now we're going to talk about how black lives matter and we'll tie it all in to how all lives matter. I, I guess we'll just get right into it. I love who I am. I'm proud of who I am. I'm a third black, a third Mexican and a third white. identify with each race. I mostly identify with being black. My dad is black, his dad is black, and so forth. They were both TV and movie actors who worked, you know, of course, mostly in black entertainment. Starting with my grandpa in the 70s, he was um, co-starred, he co-starred in Shaft, And he also went on to create a lot of political um, movies that he wrote and directed that had a a very personal message to them. My dad, as a kid, was in Roots. He was on The Cosby Show, The Richard Pryor Show, and he ended up on the soap opera um, called The Young and the Restless on which he represented, or he was at one point, the only black representation. So I grew up very connected to this side of me and um, watching my family in black culture and um, how they represented that. Before I talk more about what perspective I think my dad would have during this time, I do want to keep going into my upbringing. So in hindsight, I see all the positives of growing up being Black or having Black in me and in my family. But at the time... I didn't feel that way. I had more of a negative experience. So let me tell you, I had, I had the opportunity and the privilege of growing up in a um, affluent neighborhood, starting from kindergarten, you know, up until high school. I grew up in Calabasas. I believe I was you know, there in the OG times before it became popular with all these celebrities living in it. So I was very fortunate, but there was also a curse to that. It was a blessing and a curse. There wasn't much diversity. And so that caused me to feel uncomfortable in my own skin. I always felt like I was trying I, I like I had to fix a problem that really didn't exist but because of the lack of diversity and, and being able to to see you know the representation of, of my race and my culture um it it was a problem in my mind and so I felt Like I didn't belong. I felt uncomfortable in my skin. I felt less than. I felt ashamed. That's like one of the worst feelings to have. I didn't feel um, beautiful. Like I said, I was always trying to fix something. Um, And I felt kind of just like I stood out in a bad way. And even though I wasn't bullied, I definitely bullied myself. And it wasn't until I switched schools um, midway through high school um, that I actually... You know, I went to a more diverse school and then I finally felt comfortable in my skin. I saw other people like me, I connected with other people. So I think diversity is very important. Um, I vividly remember the moment that I was in an environment where I saw people like myself and all different kinds of people that moment of diversity, like how it hit. And how it made me feel more comfortable in my skin. I remember walking through the hallway doors out into the lunch yard area. And I wore my hair curly for the first time that day uh, um, after years since, of sixth, since sixth grade of straightening my hair every single day. I finally let it down curly. And I remember feeling no ounce of shame in my body. And that was the best feeling to have. So that was the start of me learning how to love and be proud of being black or being, um, mixed and being, you know, who I was and belonging in my skin. Bringing it back to today, um, I'm sad for the racial inequality that still exists, and for the people like myself that still have to grow up or be in a part in a part of their lives or a part of the in the world where they don't feel like they belong. The positive, however, that I can take away from this is that it's inspired me even more to be connected to being proud of who I am and being connected to my roots. And a part of that is not only seeing the positives, but a part of being connected to my roots of being Black is seeing the pain and seeing why it's there. And if we can do that and go into that uncomfortable territory, then I think we're able to understand ourselves better. And that's the ultimate goal. So I think in order to find a solution, we have to know what the problem is. And let me tell you guys, that the. <laughs> I want to be a reminder for everybody, like I was reminded as I was learning more about my own Black history. The reminder is that our pain comes from a long time ago. The pain that we're feeling now, if we want to understand it, we have to know where it came from. And basically, what our pain is, is on, we're on a scale. I think black people are on a scale that measures our freedom. And we started off as slaves. So that's where the pain is rooted from. I'm obviously not speaking for myself. I'm speaking for my ancestors, earlier generations, the condition that we were in. We, our pain today is, some is of as some level of slavery we have been able to come so far thanks to so many people of our culture and community and our race who stood up for ourselves and made a better future for us today. But if we're experiencing any pain, we're it's just that we're trying to leverage more, freedom for ourselves. We're always um, on the path to freedom and equality, all stemming back from slavery. And we want to keep pushing until we are completely free and equal. A great place to start Educating yourself about the pain of and and relating to people understanding, again, is to know where we came from, to know where Black people came from. And a great place to educate yourself is through movies. I have to say that you can get a great history lesson from Black history movies and biographies and just historical movies. I just watched personally the movie Harriet, which came out recently and it moved me. So we're gonna go to break soon. And as we do, I just want you to think about the next or pick the next black history movie that you're going to assign for yourself to watch and become more educated and connected to black roots. And when we come back, we'll talk more about how to be a part of the movement
3: no matter who you are. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey,
0: Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn.
3: Okay, so let me talk to you for a moment about my favorite cosmetic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin in Beverly Hills. Because anyone that knows me knows how important my teeth are, especially having boxed for over 20 years. Have you ever wondered how your favorite stars have such flawless smiles? Have you ever seen a star with a noticeably fake smile? The difference between the two is the cosmetic dentist they chose. Dr. Lawrence Rifkin has been a dentist to the stars in the heart of Beverly Hills for the past 30 years. His patients are the elite of all industries and have a discerning eye for quality so if you're looking for a Hollywood smile makeover that looks so natural you can keep it a secret Dr. Lawrence Rifkin is the cosmetic dentist you should consult with. His experience as a pioneer in smile makeovers along with him also being a professional sculptor has made him a leader in creating beautiful smiles as well as all your dental needs from the simplest to the most complex. Please don't wait and visit DrLawrenceRifkin.com
2: or call 310-273-0200. In my career as a professional boxer, I've knocked out many opponents in the ring. Now I need your help to knock out my toughest opponent yet, the stigma surrounding mental illness. I'm on a personal mission to help people understand that with the right kind of support, individuals with mental health conditions can live productive lives. And that's why I serve as a board member for Step Up, a national nonprofit organization headquartered in Santa Monica, California, that is helping save the lives of young adults and others with serious mental health conditions across the country. Step Up also works to end homelessness for this group of individuals. I urge you to go to their website at www.stepuponsecond.org and get involved in the fight today. Together, you and I can knock out stigma once and for
0: all. We'd like to thank you for listening to In the Ring with Mia. When not on set, she's busy helping the less fortunate through the Mia St. John Foundation. And now Mia could use your help more than ever by visiting her at her website, miastjohnfoundation.org and making a donation. You help create a safe place for those suffering from mental illness, homelessness, and addiction. So don't delay. Visit miasaintjohnfoundation.org today and help us make changes in the lives of those who need it the most. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to In the Ring with Mia. To reach Mia St. John or her guest on today's show, call in with questions or comments to one 866 472 That's one 866 472 you may also send an email to Mia St. john blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back in the ring.
1: Hey, welcome back, guys, for the third segment, I believe, um, where we just keep diving more into what matters, right? Mental health matters, Black lives matter, all lives matter. <laughs> I just got a text. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to better mood than ever because i just got a text of approval from my mom she's listening from the plane and she says it sounds great so i hope i'm making her proud and i hope i'm making you guys proud (laughs) um i don't think i properly um explained why well you know she's not here because obviously she you know she's away and out of town um taking care of herself and her mental health like i said um but also like I don't think I properly explained why it worked, why it's better for me to take over the episode because I think I think if you follow our family and our journey, you probably know that, you know, our, we're in, <laughs> mom, am I still making you proud? Where each of us individually like came from and, and our roots and our, and our race and our culture. So my mom is Mexican and white and my dad is black and white. So I'm a mixture of it all. And we just thought that it not only could she not be here, but it was just perfect timing for me to be the voice um, since I am multiracial and since I can speak, um, you know, for um, the black race and, you know, give the voice, give a, um, a good voice for that subject matter. And I want to get into, I want to bring you, I want to keep bringing you guys up to a higher level of, um, you know, how this can make a difference in my life and in your life. And I'm just grateful to be the voice for that and to be on this journey with you guys. Um, whether you, whatever race or culture you are or where you come from, we are all a part of this and making a difference in the world. So that brings me to this next segment where we can talk about um, how you can contribute and support Black Lives Matter. And it's really more simple than we think. Um, let me bring in a new perspective for that. So instead of only focusing on trying to do the right thing, which you still can do, And instead of only focusing on how to be there for others, which you still can do because there's never not a time where people could use support and your help. Um, But also not only instead of just donating and signing petitions, um, which you still can do. If you have the ability to do all of these things, then all the power to you to those whom it's helping. But what you can do first, remember, is a way to contribute, is to contribute your awareness and your gratitude and your love. And so instead of just talking about it, you can be about it from the inside out. So let me break that down how that looks like in my life and how that can look like um, in your life. So... Simply just by me focusing on how Black lives matter in, in my life is the, is the start. So I can wake up and simply love who I am. I can remember and know where I came from so that I can continue to have pride in myself and, and in my race and, and where I came from and, and to make my ancestors proud and to make my people around me proud and the rest of the community, and continuing with that to be grateful for everything that being Black has given me, the gifts, um, and the gifts from the culture and how it's changed and added to my life and made me who I am. Like I said earlier, that I mainly identify with and as being Black. Like, I exude many of the traits and... Um, I, I exude many of like the interests and, 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 and what makes up um, black culture. And it's, it's mainly, like I said, how, how I identify, how I operate in the world. Um, The music that I'm inspired by, like, I love hip hop I make hip-hop music. I love soul. I love rhythm. I have rhythm. I truly am connected to being Black from the inside out, and I see that. And so how I can break it down and how you how you can break it down in your life and what that looks like is that you wake up, whether you're Black or not. But I'm speaking specifically to people who aren't. If you want to find a way to really contribute from the inside out is really just waking up and, and looking around you and loving the, the, the people who are black in your life, knowing where they came from, being proud of how far they've come and wanting them to keep going further and and seeing their strengths and their gifts and then seeing how their lives and their culture has positively given to you and and added to your life. So if you have been affected by black culture, hip hop culture, anything in that nature and in that realm, you know, how can you be grateful for that? How, how do you, because I bet you support that culture and you, and you love it and you appreciate it more than you're giving yourself credit for and more than you are realizing. So during this time, it's not also been, it's not only been a time for me to wake back up to my roots and black history and black culture, but this can be a time for people who aren't black to wake back up to and to realize how much it's integrated into American culture and how grateful for you, how grateful you are for, for them and for that. So you don't just have to talk about it, but you can be about it um, and <clears throat> raise the awareness so that you can um, give more gratitude and, and value it more that's the best way I think to support and contribute is to just do it from within. If you, (laughs) if you, if you value that from within, then that will show on the outside. I want to continue this train where we end up at the stop where all lives matter. So I think it's best right now to, wait, let me see how much time I have. Um, I think I have a little bit more time. I definitely have time. I just want to know for this segment because I want to be able to really speak the full length and part of this next part because it's so powerful for me. I want to bring in the perspective that I feel my dad and my brother would have. I want to give them a voice whom are no longer here because of some form of self-inflicted slash um, suicidal um, death. And that's big. They're, They're not here anymore. But I know that they would want to be a part of this movement. And I know that dead or alive, they they support what's going on. They want change. And I know even in the spirit world as souls, they can feel what's going on right now. And so I really want to bring them a voice to this. I think their voice would definitely be, um, you know, recognizing they're black and and how that played a part in their life and how much they love being black um and how they were able to give a voice to black people just in the industry that you know my dad was in and and um and the music industry my brother was getting himself into and just representing black and being black and, and black culture for others in the world. And I know my dad made an impact and I just remember going around with him and people coming up to him and a lot of them were black. And I just felt like that connection that he had this connection of like, Hey, like I'm here for you. Like, and we can do this. But I think that they would also acknowledge, um, the pain that they made it may have carried in their lives. Like myself, you know, growing up, um, feeling less than or maybe had less opportunity or just the feeling of like having to work, put in like more effort to like get a place and like belonging in the world. I remember my dad used to tell me that because we would be walking in, in, in the world, you know, and in life and and anytime he passed by a Black person, he would nod with them and he would, he, he would nod at them and they would nod back and he would turn to me and tell me that, always tell me like that's the recognition you know between two black people who have the same roots and who have gone through probably like a similar path of like you know like I, i know where you've been i know what you've been through and we're in it together kind of thing so he would always nod at other people of similar color um to acknowledge that so i know that there's pain embedded in that and and i know that they would want to see this pain transformed in the world and i'm speaking of you know my my dad and my brother And I think a bigger cause they would want to contribute to is how all lives matter. No matter what issues you have been faced with in the world, that loving yourself matters. And I think if they were able to do that, you know, not only love the color of their skin, but love their personal path and their, their, unique mind and heart and gifts and their life experience. I think if they were to love themselves on an individual level, not just a racial level, but individual level, um, they would both still be here today. And I think a lot of people would still be here today. I know George Floyd would still be here today if we loved not only ourselves, but we loved each other and we practiced that in our lives. And the great part of what I'm speaking about today is that you're still here and I'm still here. And we still are able to learn how to love ourselves so that we can live a full life and we can live our purpose. Because your life matters, Black lives matter, and all lives matter. So please hashtag and focus on during this time, in addition to those very important matters, what else matters to you? So, hashtag and focus on, in addition to your life matters, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, what else matters to you? We need to hear that. We're going to be taking phone calls in this next segment, so get ready.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We'd like to thank you for listening to In the Ring with Mia. When not on set, she's busy helping the less fortunate through the Mia St. John Foundation. And now, Mia could use your help more than ever by visiting her at her website, miastjohnfoundation.org, and making a donation. You help create a safe place for those suffering from mental illness, homelessness, and addiction. So don't delay. Visit miastjohnfoundation.org today and help us make changes in the lives of those who need it the most. Okay, so let
3: me talk to you for a moment about my favorite cosmetic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin in Beverly Hills. Because anyone that knows me knows how important my teeth are, especially having boxed for over 20 years. Have you ever wondered how your favorite stars have such flawless smiles? Have you ever seen a star with a noticeably fake smile? The difference between the two is the cosmetic dentist they chose. Dr. Lawrence Rifkin has been a dentist to the stars in the heart of Beverly Hills for the past 30 years. His patients are the elite of all industries and have a discerning eye for quality. So if you're looking for a Hollywood smile makeover that looks so natural, you can keep it a secret. Dr. Lawrence Rifkin is the cosmetic dentist you should should consult with his experience as a pioneer in smile makeovers along with him also being a professional sculptor has made him a leader in creating beautiful smiles as well as all your dental needs from the simplest to the most complex please don't wait and visit dr lawrence rifkin.com
2: or call 310-273-0200 In my career as a professional boxer, I've knocked out many opponents in the ring. Now I need your help to knock out my toughest opponent yet, the stigma surrounding mental illness. I'm on a personal mission to help people understand that with the right kind of support, individuals with mental health conditions can live productive lives. And that's why I serve as a board member for Step Up, a national nonprofit organization headquartered in Santa Monica, California, that is helping save the lives of young adults and others with serious mental health conditions across the country. Step Up also works to end homelessness for this group of individuals. I urge you to go to their website at www.stepuponsecond.org and get involved in the fight today. Together, you and I can knock out stigma once and for all.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. (laughs) VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to In the Ring with Mia. To reach Mia St. John or her guest on today's show, call in with questions or comments to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back in the ring. Let's get back in the ring. With Paris St.
1: John, today we talked about um, how my mom's on a plane and not with us today. I have led the conversation in how Black Lives Matter. Before that, I started us on a foundation of how your mental health matters and how if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others and you can't take care of the world and we continued on with my experience of growing up being black and how that affected me and and growing up with my family and what i've learned and our you know more of where i came from our roots understanding the pain of 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 just the the race in general like our roots of our race and being connected with the deepest pain going back to slavery and how right now we're just is just a further along place on that journey of pushing our way to freedom and equality and how, you know, in my own life, it's trying to push myself out of that pain too. And I know along with my family, the side that was black um, and taking ourselves out of the darkness of of that experience and maybe the um, the negatives to that and and just finding a place where we can embrace all of it and be proud of where we came from and to hopefully keep pushing the next generation into a place of positivity and um, just expressing the gifts of being black and our culture and uh, we and then I took you to. Um, a place of all lives mattering and gave a voice to my dad and my brother, <laughs> RIP, I love you guys, your voice still matters, you were still two very powerful, influential, loving black men in the world who made the world a better place and you still are doing that and giving, and now I want to give the voice to you guys and and let you guys know that you make a positive difference in the world. Um, And you can contribute to making the world a better place just by being you, no matter what race or background you are or have. We are, um, you know, we're all going to support each other in that. And now I want to go ahead and bring somebody into the discussion. I think we're gonna hear from um, somebody. I'm sure they're special and their voice is going to make a difference. So let's see if
4: we can bring them on. Hi. Hi, is um, this Christine? Forgive me, first of all, if I if I don't articulate well. I've never called in or done anything like this before, <laughs> so I'm a little nervous. You are forgiven.
1: You are forgiven <laughs> and given as um, much room to, to do first, however
4: you want to do it. Thank you. I, I want to say, first and foremost, your story has, has been very touching, and that's why I'm reaching out to you, and I'm sorry for everything that you've gone through. Um, thank you. And forgive me for my emotion as well. I am uh, dealing with a 17-year-old who has been suffering from mental illness um, and subsequent drug addiction um, since the onset Mm -hmm. of puberty. Um, I feel all
1: of those, and mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, and I'm here with you holding space for that and continue. Um,
4: Finding realistic teen resources even with three different types of insurance is nearly impossible. Um, You know, we talk about our homeless pandemic and how many people out there that are homeless suffer from mental health issues, and I feel like if we provided the quality of care that these people needed as youth, that maybe some of them could have been helped or saved or... Um, you know, possibly avoided a lot of suicidal situations, um, drug abuse, et cetera. And, um, I, I, am just a struggling single mom. Um, I'm currently off work because of the COVID virus. So I, I have a lot of different issues. Um, I don't know how to advocate for my son, I have been reaching out to one facility, to another, to another, and for some reason there's always this catch-22 situation where they're either out of network with the HMO insurance that we hold or the PPO insurance, there's just outrageous co-pays that I can't afford. Um... And I feel like with regard to the insurance companies, these issues are just going to get worse and worse, and our children are not going to be able to get the help that we need or that they need. And I know that if my son doesn't, I, I don't see him living until he's 18. Um, so, I, I just—I don't even know where to begin. If If there's any sort of scholarship opportunities out there that I can apply for... How does someone like me advocate for change? Just, you know, not really having a famous name. Um, anything you can suggest.
1: I'm here for you and everything that you're going through and you, I think you made the right decision to call in and you are doing the best that you can. And I, I totally understand the problems and the severity of of the problems the best place to start is what you're doing right now. Speaking about the injustice, it's being aware. It's the awareness. I mean, you are light years ahead of so many people. I wish that I was as much involved as you are right now in finding the solution for my family members. I know my mom can relate to your fight. You know, you guys are leaders in this. Not everybody knows, not everybody has this fight and I see that you have this fight in there, in you. It's first finding, being aware, it's having the awareness of the problems and the injustices in the world. Like we were talking about the injustices that people are focusing on and coming together right now about race issues and racial equality, but you know that my mom and I and other people also have a platform to speak about and to um, fight for the injustices for mental health reform and how it's impacting so many families, so many young people, so many many, um, parents, so many individuals that are not getting the help or the support that they need in regards to mental health or homelessness or drug addiction. So there's so many problems that are a part of this, but there is a solution nearby. And like I said, it's first being aware that there needs to be change and then going out there and looking for it. I think being able to connect with people like you're doing right now to connect to our stories. Like, thank you so much for opening up because you're making me realize that, that there is a need for a solution. And I'm going, me and my mom are going to work until the day that we die to see that the, um that the, that there is, that the individuals, the amount of individuals that be, are being negatively impacted right now by the lack of mental health reform and things of that nature are going down, that there is a decrease in those numbers and an increase in lives that are saved. So there is hope. And I know for a fact that there is a solution and you are going to be a part of it. You are already a part of the solution right now. I always advocate in simplicity that if we can start with simple steps like taking care of yourself, inspiring your loved ones who are really going through it to take care of themselves, take care of their mental health. I provided exercises as an example earlier, and I know that you, that there is a way through self-love, finding ways to practice and exercise self-love. And that is what we can start with. And then you can continue to be a a part of the fight and the cause and the protest for mental health matters and all lives matter and your son mattering and your life mattering. Is there anything you want to end with as we have to end the entire show? But I'm so grateful that you have been a part of it. Please continue this conversation with me, Christine. Hope is still alive.
0: Thank you for tuning in to in the ring with mia be sure to join host mia st john for the next show on friday at 5 p.m eastern time and 2 p.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel remember you are one of the most important people in the world